season two of the JKR podcast powered by Black Cobra Sports. My name is Jay Shriglin and I'm the host. Let's dig into today's episode after a word from our sponsor. the JKR podcast. My name is Jay Shrigling and I'm the host. Today is episode number five of season two, week number two. Um, today's episode sponsor is Frost Apparel out of LaGrange, Indiana. Today we've got 2019 MLB draft pick to the San Francisco Giants and current Indiana Hoosier pitcher Reese Sharp on the show. Today we dig in a little bit into his high school experience, um, transferring from Noblesville High School to University High School as a senior, some of his travel ball experience playing for Coach Estep, um, the recruiting process, the overall MLB draft um, 2019, just overall his experience in that, um, why he decided to play college ball over signing with the San Francisco Giants, talk a little about his draft advisor now, and what he expects out of this upcoming season. So with that being said, let's dig into the episode. And welcome back to the JKR Podcast. Today we have 2019 MLB draft picks, the San Francisco Giants, uh, 28th round pick, current IU pitcher Reese Sharp on the show. Reese, glad to have you. How you doing? Glad to be here. Um, I'm doing well. How about yourself? Doing all right. Super pumped to get you on the show here before you start the season. But um, before every interview, I kind of like to ask the guest, um, for those who don't know you, how would you introduce yourself? Uh, let's see. Uh, my name is Reese Sharp. I'm from Noblesville, Indiana. I went to Noblesville High School for three years, and then I transferred to a smaller high school called University High School for my senior year. Uh, and that, that year, I was drafted by the Giants in the 28th round, and uh, I talked with them a little bit, but, you know, nothing – Nothing super big happened with them, so and I I honestly didn't feel like I was ready to you know live on my own. I was 18 years old at the time. Like if you can imagine an 18 year old living by themselves, it yeah, wouldn't look good. But um, so I decided to stick with IU because uh, I trusted I trusted Coach Maris. Uh, he, he's really smart. He knows what he's doing, and he's a really good coach. Um, so yeah, that's how I uh, uh, got to IU. Um, I'm a right-handed pitcher. I've pitched since I've been nine years old. I mean, I can't can't even remember when I started pitching, but uh, it's been something about the game that I love. It's I've loved to do it. There's nothing, no better feeling than getting a clutch strikeout. You know? Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, that's a uh, that's a little about myself. And, All right. Well, when you started off there, you started talking a little about uh, transferring after three years at Noblesville. Was it your first yeah. three years? Okay, so what was that reasoning for transferring your senior year? Um, you know, so there's really not much behind it. Basically, I don't want to say because the coach at university was I knew him my entire life, and he's pretty much the reason I am in college right now, but he was the head baseball coach there. I had known him forever. And he, he's honestly, he's just a great dude. And, you know, the school, like the education there is top tier. I mean, you, not a very big school. So you've got about 11 to 15 people per classroom. I mean, what more could you ask if 
you've got all this like one on one time with with your uh, with your teachers. So I think it really helped me get prepared for like what college is going to be like, because that's the whole point of university high school is they're there to prepare you to go to college. Like when you graduate there, you know how normally you'd wear like a cap and gown and everything. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a little different there. You graduate, you normally we just wore suits and like the girls would wear dresses and everything because they expect you to graduate from college in a cap and gown. Okay, that's kind of an interesting dynamic that they have there. Yeah, I thought it's... that was pretty pretty interesting. But yeah, it was really really good uh, experience for me being only only there for one year. I really enjoyed it. I liked all my teachers. I met a lot of new friends. Yeah. Is, so is University High School, is that north of Indianapolis, like Noblesville? Uh, it, it is. Yes, it is. It's in Carmel. Real close to Carmel High School, I think. I don't know how close it is. Okay. Okay. So for that head baseball coach, you said you knew pretty well. How did you get connected with him? And like, what age were you when you got connected? Let's see. I was eight years old when I was playing on my rec team the it was the Hamilton Heights dogs if I remember it um and I remember my dad talking to me and I wanted to start taking like hitting lessons and my dad thought it was a good idea my mom really wanted me to get into hitting lessons with someone who like re- who like really knew it because my dad was the coach at, at the time like it was like my dad and someone else's dad that coached the team and he really wanted to get me in with somebody who knew knew what they were doing because Chris Estep was was the coach's name. He played he played pro ball for five or six years. Played with the uh, Pirates, I believe. And so they wanted me to get in, get some lessons, and they got me in there. And he was just he apparently told my family that he wanted me to try out for the Indiana Mustangs. And that is basically his whole organization. He he pretty much runs the Mustangs. So that's the team I went and tried out for, 9U year. And it just kind of took off from there. I met a lot of people. I'm pretty sure uh, one of my one of my really, really good buddies, actually, I've played with him since 9U. And he goes to Notre Dame now. But we, we were really close with his family. And just it's really cool, like, a lot of the connections I've made. Yeah. So did you played with Chris and the Indiana Mustangs your entire uh, travel ball career? Yes. Okay. So who were some of your teammates in that class? Because I believe Ryan Pepio was a few years older than you and played for the Mustangs. Uh, yes, he did. And I actually played with his little brother, Kyle Pepio. So we, I've played with him since 10U, I think. Okay. And so I, I know Ryan and he's, he's a super cool dude. And yeah. it's awesome to see like what he's been doing in pro ball. Yeah, for sure. He's yeah, having he had a great year last year. It's like, yeah, it's like I know that guy. Yeah, yeah. So Kyle, he's over at Butler right now, I believe, right? Yes. Yes. So did you guys have a lot of players from that team end up going play uh, some big time colleges? Um, let's see. Yes, we. As we got into like sixteen U, seventeen U, like that's when you start to like uh, wonder about like who's getting scouted. Like, are there going to be scouts at this game? Um, we had a few guys go to Butler. Um, let's see, Clay Holsworth. He's a guy that was on the team. I'm pretty sure he's still a Butler. Kyle Pepio, obviously. We've got a bunch of guys that took the junior college route. 
And I think that was the majority of the guys that committed on our team. Okay. Took junior college routes, but we had a kid go to Ball State. I mean, it was really, it was a really great team. Yeah. Um, so looking back at that transfer, looking back at it now, would you have transferred earlier to go play for uh, Coach, what's his name, E-Step? E-Step. Okay. Would you, if looking back at it now, would you have gone back earlier in your career and transferred earlier to play with play with him in high school? Um, I think uh, for my baseball career, yes, it would have been a better decision to um, go to that school all four years, even though it's like a smaller school. And obviously, you know, the competition's not going to be – it's a 1A. We were 1A at the time, so obviously the competition's not going to be the greatest. But I think more importantly, the most important thing would have been just to be with him because he has an unbelievable amount of connections with – pro ball guys with college scouts. I mean, it, it could be like the, it could be the most like, it could be the most weirdest school you've never heard of in your life. And he'll be like, Oh yeah, I, I know that guy. Like I know that coach. Yeah. He's a great dude. Like, how do you know this guy? So I think it would have been a better decision to go earlier. Yes. Okay. So that, I mean, that's, that's kind of a big thing that you look for in a high school coach trying to get you to play at the next level. But um, I believe Indiana has some, like, transfer rule that if you transfer, you have to sit out for some period of time. Did that affect you at all? It did. I was not able to pitch the entire season up until regionals. Okay, so you you didn't play – so season started in February. You didn't play that entire you, – you didn't play your entire senior season besides the state tournament. Yes, that's that's pretty much it. I played – I started both games in regionals. I started semi-state and then I started the state game. Okay, on the mound or just start? You were in the lineup. I was on the mound, yeah. So you were you were on the mound for four games out of what five or six? Seven, I believe, was how many we had to play. Okay, okay. So how did you kind of prepare for that season, knowing that you were kind of have to you had to sit out for the majority of it until the playoffs? Um, you know, we never, no one really knew if I was going to be able to even pitch in the tournament. So, I mean, our mindset was just stay prepared because you never know what's going to happen. So I was obviously throwing – I was throwing live to uh, my teammates and because um, that was kind of keeping me healthy. I was, you know, bullpens, throwing program, all this, weightlifting. So we were pretty much doing everything that you would normally do in, um, in the normal season except just like minus the play and then – Obviously, uh, we got the email from the IHSAA, and they said I'll be eligible to play June 1st, I think. And that was the day of regionals, so that was really cool to be able to get to, you know, uh, compete and help that team lead them to the state championship. Yeah. So did that affect your recruiting process at all? Were you already committed to IU before you went to university? I, yeah, I, was, already, I was already committed. I committed really early. Um, I actually think I was – the first person to commit here in my class. Okay. So let's, um, let's kind of dig into your recruiting process there. When exactly did that get started? Yeah. So freshman year or I'll start like middle school, middle school, you know, I'm a kid. Like I'm not really thinking about that stuff at the time. Like I didn't, no one really thought about that. And, you know, you just go out there and you play and you have fun with your buddies and then come high school season, you know, I, I had developed a lot as a pitcher. I thought I was, I thought myself, I was pretty good. And so the first couple of practices at Noblesville, 
our coach would split us up. So we had the varsity group and the JV group would practice with each other. And he had me in the JV group and I wasn't, I wasn't a big fan of that. So I ended up giving him a text and I said, Hey, let me, let me come pitch to the varsity group. And I did, he gave me the opportunity. I threw to the varsity group and I, I don't even remember how many I had, but I struck out most of the hitters. Okay. So that was, that was really cool. And obviously a lot of the upper class and weren't happy about that. And after that just kind of took off, I made my first start as a freshman on varsity at McCutcheon and I threw a one hitter and that made, that made one of the news headlines. And I think that's kind of where I started getting looks like, okay, this kid's a freshman. He's, he's obviously really talented. I then decided to, after that season ended, I decided to go to a PBR event. And I honestly didn't know what I was going to get into. I think I topped out at like 89 miles an hour as a sophomore. So that's really where I got all my looks. And that's when I had to start like that's when Chris Easton kind of stepped in and he was like, cause they, before you're a junior, they have to go through a coach or somebody to get to you per the rules. And so they, I got most of my stuff through Chris Eastup and he would just be like, Hey, the, you know, Butler, Butler wants to talk to you. They want to take you on a visit. They want you to call them at this time. So I, I, uh, I talked to a couple coaches, but, once Indiana called, I thought that was really cool because I was like, then, because that's where both my grandparents went. They went there and I thought it would be like a really cool experience. So I went on the visit. Um, but this was with Lamonis at the time. Okay. Yeah. Because Mercer, Mercer and, came right before your freshman year, right? Um, I, sorry, say that again. Mercer, Mercer came right before your freshman year, right? Yes, he did. Okay. So I was, yeah, I was being recruited by uh, Kyle Cheeseborough. And he invited me and my family to take an unofficial visit and showed us around the field, showed us around campus, took us to a, I believe we went to watch a baseball game. And I was like, I was just in love with it. And I really, I was sophomore at the time. And I was just like, yeah, this is the place. Like I told my family, I was like, this is the place. And they, they agreed to, they thought they really liked it here. And that's really pretty much it because I committed Fairly early. In okay, so you you committed pretty much right after right after they IU offered you. Um. Yeah. Pretty much. It was on the car ride home. I'm pretty sure I called, and I was like, "Yeah, this is the place for me. I'm gonna commit." And okay. And this I, was your sophomore year. Yes, this was sophomore year, like before before baseball season started. Okay. So, what were some of those other schools that showed interest in you? Um. Cincinnati was actually the very first school that. Uh, took me on a visit and they were the first school to offer me but I wasn't too sure like I was just very I was still new to it I didn't know what to think like he even asked me he said he's like do you he's like are you ready to commit and I was like I don't think so because I was still young at the time yeah Uh, I took a visit to Butler you know I talked to uh had a couple of Pretty sure Alabama. I talked to the Alabama coach. 
uh, talked to Michigan State, about all these different schools. I can't really think of all of them at this moment. Yeah, yeah. So um, you talked earlier. You said that IU, you fell in love with the place. Has IU in Bloomington has they have they lived up to the expectations? Um, you know, my uh, freshman year, I really didn't think that because you know college baseball humbles you. I absolutely got humbled my freshman year. Um, but you know, coaches are awesome. Mercer's an awesome coach. Uh, coach Parker, when he was here, he was a great dude. He really taught me a lot of things about myself and how to become like a grinder and work hard and work on get like extra work on my own. And I think them, them teaching me all these stuff really has like made it a really great place for me. And especially my teammates, like I can't, I, I don't know what I would do without some of these guys. Like there's some of my best friends on this team right now. Yeah. So um, who are some, who's, who are some of your uh, like best friends you talk about? Who were some of those guys the past few years that ended up going to play pro ball ended up graduating? Um, I think one guy that I like to – I hope to be like him one day, but, you know, like Gabe Bierman. Okay. I mean, that, dude, that dude is just like – he's gritty. Like he's everything you want as a baseball player and as a teammate. Like he's a great teammate. Um, he He's just like – one of those guys that you want him on your team. And that's why I think he got drafted in the seventh round because he is a great pitcher. He's a great kid and he's a great teammate on top of all that. So I really look up to him. Yeah. Because, I mean, if you look at his, if you look at what he did last season, like he freaking shoved, it was unreal. Yeah. And he, what, what year is he compared to you? He's a year older than I am. Okay. So when you came in your freshman year, was he kind of one of the guys that uh, kind of took you, took you under his wing? Um, yeah. Actually, uh, funny story. I was playing fall ball at the time for the San Francisco Giants scout team under Kevin Chrisman. And um, he he was on the team that was older than me. So he was on, like, the 18U team. I was the the younger team. And uh, the coach of the older team actually asked if I wanted to come and, um, you know, travel with them to Jupiter for that, that perfect game tournament. So I did that. That was really cool. That's where I met Gabe. And uh, he, he literally told me, he was like, I'm going to, he said he would take me under his wing and, you know, kind of show me, show me around, show me the basics. So yeah, he, yeah, I've, I've known him for even before I got to college. Yeah. So Beerman, he was, he was on that giant scout team or was he on another team? He was on the giant scout team. Yeah. The, okay. So how did you get... team, I'm pretty sure he was on the team that won the perfect game tournament the year before. Okay. So how did you get connected with that San Francisco giant scout team? Um, through the Mustangs, you know, they, him and it was a uh, Kevin Christman and Chris Eastup both worked together for that fall ball team. And they did all their work at the place I work out. It's called round trippers. Um, it's owned by Chris Eastup. He that's where we had all our workouts and stuff. And I got into that team. It was just I think I needed to do it because it was like a good a good way to get looked at because a lot of the recruiting happens in the fall. Yeah. So you were on that San Francisco Giants scout team. You ended up getting drafted by the San Francisco Giants. Is that kind of just ironic or was there someone from the San Francisco Giants organization that kind of saw you while they were on their scout team? Um, yeah, that was the coach, Kevin Christman. He was the guy that um he's the guy that drafted me 
So I, I had known him for a while, and I think, you know, I guess he he trusted me to be able to perform at that level. Yeah. And, you know, I it's unfortunate that I said no because he's a really good dude, but um, I just didn't feel like I was ready, you know? Yeah, yeah. You know, 18 years old. That's completely understandable. Yeah. Uh, but but so you, um, you were drafted in the 28th round, right? Yes. Okay, that's uh, what I thought. But when you started the episode, I thought you said 20th. I wasn't sure. Yeah, but, 28. Um, okay, yeah. So when that draft started, did you have a good feeling you were going to get drafted? No, I didn't even think my name was in the in the mix. Okay, because yeah, I saw that I saw that you were ranked 15th by Perfect Game that class. I mean, I know Perfect Game rankings really mean nothing, but I thought it was oh, ironic. I didn't even know that myself. Yeah, I, I was I was just doing some, a little bit of research because that was the same year Avery Short got drafted by the Diamondbacks, I believe. Oh yeah, and he was ranked number one in the class. Uh, yep. There, the, whoever's whoever was ranked second got they were they got drafted that year. And then you go through the list like three through fourteen, no draft picks, and then you sit at number fifteen, got drafted. I yeah. thought that was kind of thought that was kind of cool for all these guys who are ahead of you to not get drafted, and somehow you end up uh, getting drafted by the San Francisco Giants. I mean that's that's new news to me. I, I didn't even pay attention to those rankings, honestly. Yeah, which I'm sure a lot of players don't, but that's just something that I'll look at every once in a while before I'll start an interview, just to get a little bit of content. But yeah, yeah. yeah. So when that when that draft was going on, were you watching it at all, or was this did the phone call come as a surprise? Or can you take us kind of through that process? So the story behind it, I was actually at a practice with my travel team. And I was in the training room getting, I don't even remember what happened. I'm pretty sure I was getting stretched because I was about to throw. And my dad wasn't there. My dad was at work at the time. Like he's a firefighter for the Carmel Fire Department. My dad got the phone call from the Giants. I don't know why. I don't know why they didn't call me. Huh. My dad got the phone call. He... I'm sure he was sprinting to his car because he he was more excited than me, I think. <laughs> um, so he he actually drove from his fire department to uh, round trip or the place I work at, and he he came up to me and I was I was super confused because he was in his he was in his firefighter stuff, and I was like what I was like what's going on? I was honestly like nervous for something, and he actually he goes he's like he told me congratulations. And I was like, what? And he goes, you just got drafted. You just got drafted by the, the San Francisco giants. And I was like, I was just shocked because I honestly didn't expect any of it to happen. Yeah. Yeah. We're, and you were still in season at the time, correct? What was that? You were still in, in your high school season at that time. Yes. 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 We were. Okay. We so were in uh, the state tournament. Okay. So those days, those days after the draft, you were focused on the state tournament. But after the state tournament, when you guys won, what were those days like? Like, were you, what were those days talking with the San Francisco Giants, and what were some of those determining factors that led you to go uh, to IU? Um, so it was really, it was a lot of new stuff that was being thrown at me. Like, because obviously there was all these draft picks before me, all these pitchers that were you know just as talented, maybe even more talented than I was and you know they make their higher draft picks their priority so um I wasn't gonna get as much money as I thought I could have 
I thought I could get in the future. And that was one of the factors that led me to stay with IU. Um, and one, one other reason was I did have a meeting with Coach Mercer about it, and he, he really did a good job of explaining how, how it works. And he, he was the one that told me that, you know, high school guys that get drafted low, as low as I did, said it takes them, what, five to seven years to even, like, break through double A. And I honestly agree with them. And that's pretty much – that was pretty much the deal breaker once I figured out that, like, oh, man, like, I'm really – what if I'm not as talented as I am? Like, what if I go in and struggle? Like, if I struggle and, you know, those guys aren't going to do anything about it, they're going to go to the next guy because they don't care. Like, their job is to win. Yeah. So I I use like an elite, it's an elite program and it's a good place where you can, I can't think of what, because coach Parker used to say it all the time. I can't think of it, but you know, I came here because I wanted to develop player development. That's what it was. They coach Mercer told me that this is going to be like one of the most elite player development programs in the nation. And and it's lived up to it so far. So I, I honestly think I needed to get better. I don't think I was ready. Yeah. The competition part. Yeah. And so in what ways has IU developed you these past three years? Um, you know, starting off freshman year, my mechanics were pretty wonky. <laughs> um, but, you know, I just listened to what my pitching coach had to say. I trusted him. I was like, you know what? I'm here. Might as well, might as well just put in the work. So I did. Got as much extra work in as I could because I didn't pitch at all my freshman year. And I think that was the most humbling experience of my life because I was like, okay, like if I want to pitch here, I'm going to actually have to like beat people out and like work harder than them. And that was really life-changing was had my, my ass plopped on the bench. Yeah. Um, sorry, go ahead. So I was just going to ask what kind of has evolved to be some of your strengths here as you head into Technically junior year, but you're, it's your sophomore year eligibility, correct? Yes. Okay. So what's kind of evolved? What has kind of evolved as some of your strengths these past three years? Um. So last year during COVID, when we only played Big Ten, um, you know, we really took that season seriously because we didn't have like the midweek games against like, you know, smaller schools or the midweek games against like Louisville, Kentucky, you know, all these teams that we normally would play during a normal season. Like we were straight big 10. And so we, we didn't have any margin for error. Um, So I think that's one of the reasons why I didn't pitch as much as I did, but I mean, kudos to the, to the staff last year that, that did, you know, throw the majority of the innings. Like I only threw 11.2 innings, I think. But, I mean, that, that pitching staff last year was unreal. Like, we had a great culture together, and, like, a lot of leaders were in that pitching staff. And they're they're part of the reason. Like, we – I think we were second second lowest ERA in the nation, right behind Vanderbilt. Yeah, it was – you guys had you guys had a crazy uh, rotation last year. I was, so, I was so bummed not to be able to go to some games. I oh. believe you guys have five pitchers from last year's team that are playing pro ball now? Yes, we do. So who's gonna who's gonna be eating up all those innings this year? Who's gonna be taking those guys' spots? 
you know, we've got a we've got a mix of guys. We've got a completely different mix of guys this year, but I think it's going to be interesting to see kind of how it plays out. Um, just with like who's gonna go in like the closing role, all this stuff. Like that's kind of where they had me. Going back to what you said about my strengths, like they kind of edged me into a closing role. Like we're up eight. All right, we don't need to put in Matt Litwicky throwing a hundred and what not miles an hour fastballs to these kids that can't even like hit water if you threw them out of a boat. So yeah. um, that's where they really started to like creep me into the creep me into the rotation. Um, I got in there. I'm pretty sure I threw I threw well up to like Maryland, I think was my worst outing. Um, but, you know, I started to learn more about my strengths and, you know, midseason, like all of a sudden I just get this velo jump out of nowhere. And before I was like when I'd get in there, I'd be like 91, 92, occasionally touching like 93 with my fastball. But all of a sudden in a in a midweek practice scrimmage, I was sitting like 93 to 94. And then my velo just kind of took off the rest of the season. I'm pretty sure I touched 96 against Iowa. And I think my velocity has definitely been one of my strengths that helped me pitch as many innings as I did. Yeah. Obviously I've been working on developing a lot of off-speed pitch. Like this past season, I've been working on curveball and slider change up working on a four pitch mix they really think that's going to help me get in there and be able to help my team succeed yeah so do you see yourself taking over litwicky spot in the closer role or do you see yourself in one of the weekend rotation spots um i don't know what they have planned honestly i would be fine with whatever like i just want to win that's that's the main goal like it's always been the goal it's our staff's goal like everyone knows like the goal is to win so yeah. whatever job you have to do, if it's cleanup guy come in for pitch for one inning, like do your job. But um, you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't be opposed to doing anything. I have what's nice about it is I got experience starting in summer bowl and I also have experience out of the pen. So I kind of have all this in my toolkit that I can just bring out, which I think is gonna help. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys Last year's team lost eight players to pro ball, six the MLB draft, led the Big Ten, two guys, Colin Hopkins and Braden Scott, to independent ball. So there's a lot of holes to fill this year. What what are what should fans be expecting from this year's teams? Uh, what are some of the strengths, some of the weaknesses you you're gonna, you believe are going to happen this season? Um, I think we're going to be scrappy this year, which is something that. I wouldn't say we were last year because we were very, very talented last year. And obviously we are even more talented this year, but like on top of the talent we have from like, we got a bunch of transfers, like on top of the talent we got from these guys coming in and like returners, like, I think this is a great mix of dudes. Like we're going to be scrappy. Like we're not going to go down easy this time. Yeah. And I use recruiting class this year, the freshman class. It was, I think second ranked in the big 10. Do you see any freshmen uh, getting some good playing time this year? <laughs> Funny you say that. Um, I do. I think uh, Carter Matheson. Okay, that that's a that's a name I, I know pretty well. A, I think he's kind of like a like a Grant Richardson's little prodigy because he unreal. Like the kid is just very talented. Like I think he's got what it takes to be able to play. And yeah, obviously, 
in a fall ball scrimmage, like I have the kid down two strikes and coach calls a fastball up and and he's lefty. And I kid you not, I, I threw the most perfect fastball I think I've ever could have thrown. And he still managed to turn on it and hit it like 104 miles an hour out of the ballpark. Whew. Yeah, he's so, a – Matheson's a good player. He played he – uh, He is a good player. He's from the Fort Wayne area, which is kind of where I'm from. So, I kind of follow some guys from Fort Wayne. And yeah. I'm always I'm always pumped to see some Fort Wayne guys do some pretty good. I got him coming on the podcast here in the summertime. Oh, really? That's awesome. Yeah, so I'm excited to watch him. Uh, Logan Gilbert, he's another freshman. I'm kind of hoping to. Ryan Gilbert. Yeah, sorry, I don't. Sorry, I don't know why I say Logan. There's a, there's another Logan Gilbert that I know, but yeah, him. Yeah. So I've got a few more topics I just want to talk about before we end off the podcast. Uh, I want to get into your draft advisor a little bit and just some NIL stuff. Um, I know you mentioned before we started that you didn't have an advisor in 2019 just because you were kind of surprised you got drafted. Oh, but you yeah. currently you currently do have an advisor. So when did advisors start reaching out to you? Um, actually, no advisors reached out to me. I reached out to them. Okay. And um, one guy that we really really liked was actually Tommy Sommer's advisor. His name is Nello Gambardino. And we thought like I honestly just wanted to reach out to him because I thought he's a good dude. He obviously knows what he's doing. <laughs> Um, but so we reached out to him and he, he seemed super interested and, and it just kind of sparked right there and we were able to get him and he, he's been, uh, been in contact. We talk on the phone every once in a while. There's really not much to talk about until really the season starts. Yeah. But that's, uh, we got his number from Tommy Sommer. So that's how I got into contact with him. Okay, so when when exactly did you start that reach out process to all these advisors? Um, I want to say before summer ball, my sophomore year. Okay, so so that would have been last summer. Yeah, right after the season is really when I started uh, thinking about like, okay, like I need to get an advisor. I need because it's obviously they help a lot. Yeah, of course, those guys know what they're doing. Yeah. So when, when you reached out to those advisors, how many did you re- reach out to? Just an estimate. And then how many of those guys responded to you? <sighs> Nello was the only advisor I reached out to. He was the only one that responded to me. After that, though, I had a couple guys like DM me on Instagram. But at the time, like we were we were st- we were setting ready with with uh, Nello because he he seemed like the guy like he just seemed like he's like going to be excited and all that stuff. Yeah. So when those advisors reached out to you through, I assume, Instagram DM? Uh, yes. So what were those kind of, what were those um, just pitches? What what, what, what did they kind of say? Um, you know, they first they'd start off, they'd introduce themselves and they'd say who they work for and they, they um, just be like, uh, I mean, you know how it goes. It's like, you know, we work here, we want... Uh, we want to talk to you about working with you as an advisor. And um, at the time I had already like talked with Nello and like said, yes, I want this guy to be my advisor. Okay. I I just kind of told them and I was just saying, you know, sorry, but I I've already, uh, already have an advisor. Thank you for reaching out though. You know? Yeah. Like most, most advisors, like when they reach out, they'll uh, all be pretty common, like the same thing, like you just said. But I was just curious if there's something that stood out to you or anything like that. 
Oh yeah, it was it was all pretty similar. Yeah, yeah. So uh, let's move in to NIL stuff. So NIL regulations came out July first, two thousand twenty-one. Mm-hmm. College athletes can make money off their marketing. Have you had any NIL deals since July? Um, no, no. I haven't. Um, obviously, baseball is like not a super big sport compared to college football. Yeah. Um, and you know, obviously, college basketball. But I mean, I'm obviously open to anything. I I think it's a really cool. Like, I honestly, I love that they implemented this rule because it's going to help. Uh, like some of these really big name people be able to benefit off their name before they even like leave college. Yeah. Cause so, sorry, go ahead. Well, I was, I was just going to say there's a, there's a lot of athletes who you would think might leave, leave college early to go pro just because of the money might actually stay in college now because they can make money off their name. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if that's the case. Well, not for baseball, but for, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm just, Obviously I'm, talking about- I'm thinking like, Hmm, I don't know. I I agree with you a little bit, but I think if any elite athlete got the opportunity to play professional, whatever they play, I think they would take it. Yeah, I I just meant in terms of like the one and dones and oh yeah. But has anyone on your team have they have they uh, had any NIL deals or anything that you know of? Not that I know of, but if I I don't know, I'd have to look into it. Okay. All right. Well, no big deal. But um, once you once you do go pro, maybe this year, maybe next year, is there anything that you'd like to do off the field? Maybe like start a charity, a business, anything like that? Um, you know, my goal my entire life has been to play professional baseball. And if that means I get drafted in the last round, because um, I, I, obviously I'm I'm much more prepared than I was when I was 18. Yeah. And my goal has been, you know, I mean, I want to get drafted. So, obviously, depending on how much money I get, I want to, you know, be able to return the favor to my to my parents because they dropped so much money on me and being able to do, like, summer ball and stuff. So, I, I really think it make it a point for me to return the favor to them. And if I do, like, if the chances do happen that I get drafted high and I make a decent amount of money, like, I want to help them out and return the favor because, you know, they're the reason I'm here right now. Yeah, of course. Well, Reese, I'm looking forward to watching you play this year. This year we can actually go watch sports here in Bloomington. So pumped to watch that, pumped to watch you throw some gas on the mound. So I'm looking forward to watching you. I appreciate you coming on. I appreciate you having me, man. Thank you. that's going to do it. Another great episode in the books. I just want to thank Reese for coming on the show today. This is going to wrap up week number two of season number two. Yesterday we had fellow IU pitcher Jack Walker on the show with Reese coming on today. Both are just going to have great seasons this year. Lots of holes to fill off last year's team with eight guys going to play pro ball. Um, the whole weekend rotation leaving our star closer. So a lot of holes to fill. I'm excited to see where these guys end up in that in that mix. But make sure to tune in next week as I have Texas Tech commit Travis Sanders coming on the show. He's also MLB draft prospect for this season. Um, Twins prospect Josh Mitchell coming on the show, drafted by the Kansas City Royals. 
Um, he played for the University of Pitt and was actually selected in the Rule 5 draft two years ago by the Minnesota Twins. So I'm looking forward to that next week. I hope you guys tune in. Um, but before I go, I just want to mention, go follow the JKR Podcast, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook. Got it all now. Also check out www.jkrpodcast.com. But with that being said, see you next week.